God, speak to your people. Bring healing to their souls. I know, I know, Father, you'll speak. There's no doubt in my mind that you want to speak to your people. So, God, please allow their hearts and their minds, their eyes to be open to how good you are. God, help them to see you. Help them to know you. Help them to tell other people about how good you are. Father, thank you for being so good to us. In Jesus' name, amen. As Jesus... continued toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, ten lepers stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, Praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except for this foreigner? And Jesus said to this man, Stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. We were uh, supposed to be painting a house one day. This town, this village, I should say, called Labradry. We had our paint rollers and our brushes and everything ready to go to repaint this house that had been painted, but the paint had kind of faded and washed away and stuff. And I knew that they were having a, a pastor's conference not too far from there, that there were going to be hundreds of Haitian pastors at this conference and they were going to teach them and they were going to show them how they were supposed to share the word of God with people and uh, I knew that God was calling me there when I first got word that they were going to have this conference I knew that I had to go I, there was no doubt in my mind it didn't matter where it was it didn't matter if I had to walk or hitchhike or lose my life on the way. I had to go to where these pastors were having this conference. I had to see it with my own eyes. But I didn't know why. I didn't have any idea why, y'all. I just, I knew God was calling me there. And uh, Brett's going to try to get up a picture of it if he can up on the screen. But... <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
So God was calling me there, and uh, we uh, we were all painting this house, and I kept talking. I was talking to our, the guy that's called the village champion. His responsibility is to be a liaison between missions of hope and the village, and he takes the needs of the village to missions of hope, and they try their best to work through the village champion to meet the needs of the people that he brings to them. And I was talking to him. His name was Nixon. And uh, I was talking to him. I said, man, I got, I got to go there. And it turns out that the pastor's conference was only about a mile from where we were painting a house. And uh, the Haitians kept, I mean, Nixon said, yes, I'll take you. I'll take you around lunchtime or what have you. And then we went back and forth about how to get there and it, it felt like they were kind of giving me the runaround, and, and I, I wasn't really going to be able to go with them. So I just, I, I got done eating. I could barely eat my lunch, and I got done eating, and I, I just put my backpack on, and I just started walking down the road, twisting and winding. I say road. It was a dirt path, twisting and winding between some bushes and shrubs and kind of sort of what was grass there and there was a fence that stood between me and the the pastor's conference I could hear him I could hear him singing off in the distance and God you're going to have to open a door there's a fence here and there's you're going to have to open a door for me to be able to get to where they are and I'm walking along this fence line twisting and winding between the brush and turn the corner and there's a gate that's locked but the gate is standing open the lock is still on the gate and the gate's standing open so there's my open door right so I walk through and I walk down all the way to the beach and um, God you're gonna cause this the place where they're having the pastor's conference is there on the beach and God, you're going to have to show me how to get there because I, I don't know how to get there. I don't know what path I'm supposed to take. I don't know if I'm supposed to walk down to the water and then walk through the water to get to where the pastor's conference is going on. I don't know how I'm supposed to get there. And I'm praying. I said, God, you're the God of this universe. You're the Holy Spirit of my heart. You know exactly which way I'm supposed to go. You know the path that I'm supposed to take. And, I, I, and I'm praying this as I'm walking this way. And I look up and there's a man standing in the middle of a path that I'm supposed to, to take and he's standing there with his hands on his hips and he's just staring at me. He's staring at me and I, it's obvious that that's the way I'm supposed to go. So I go down and I take the path and after about a mile of walking I'm there at the pastor's conference. And, uh, and there's men and women there And you can see, if you look closely in this picture, that this pastor is from Zimbabwe. His name's Reggie. He's teaching these pastors. And I thought I was going to have to go and listen to 
something in Haitian Creole be translated into English so I could understand what was being said. But it turns out that Reggie speaks English, and they had translators there to translate into Creole, and also an ASL uh, translator there to translate into sign language. So there's 500 people in the room here, 500 pastors in the room and I'm one of two people that actually understands exactly what he's saying as it comes out of his mouth. It's being translated for everybody else in the room, not for me. And if you look closely there, he's talking about this particular passage that we just read. And it says, it says, Jesus healed ten men with leprosy. Only one was restored. And I was listening to this pastor talk, and he was talking about these lepers that had been healed. And you could literally feel the pain of these pastors as they sat in the room. As they sat there and listened to Reggie talk, you could literally feel their pain. And I thought it was strange that they started out by talking about leprosy and somebody that needed to be healed and I didn't know it but I, I, I came in I was actually at the second session of a three-part session that was to happen throughout the day and I came in and, and I was just sitting there listening to what he was saying and it turned out that, that the biggest thing that these pastors needed and the biggest thing that they needed to hear from God and what Reggie had brought to them that day was the fact that they just needed to be healed in their hearts before they were ever going to be effective for God's ministry, that they had to be healed in their hearts. And they needed to realize that Jesus was the source of that healing. And that's the message that all of us need to hear. That Jesus is the source of that healing. And, and you can pretend all day long, all you want to, like you're not hurting. You can sit there and be as manly as you want to pretend to be and try to act like that you don't cry or you don't hurt or that you're okay, but that is a lie and you're lying to yourself. These are some of the most godly people in Haiti. And here, Reggie is trying to teach these men and these women how to lead other people. And all he can say is, you need to be healed. You need to be healed. And Jesus is the source of that healing. Do you think these men and women haven't read that passage before? Do you think these men and women don't know what God's word says right here? Of course they know. But you know what? They needed to hear it. We've read this story a million times. You know what? Today we need to hear it. Because there's some hurting people. No, no, no. Most people in this room are hurting in, in a desperate way. And you're trying to pretend like you're not. And you're, you're, you're just you're faking it. You're trying to act like you're okay. And it's not true. It's not true. You're hurting so bad on the inside you can't stand it. And it's terrible that I have to go all the way to Haiti to figure out how bad I'm hurting on the inside. Surrounded by these Haitian pastors, and man, they endure all kinds of things that I can't even imagine what they endure on a daily basis. I mean, they got people that are dying from starvation and unclean water. 
They're talking to moms and dads that have held their baby and watched their baby die in their arms because they can't take them to a hospital. Here I am, looking at my own life, looking at how I hurt, and what's deep inside of me. You see, when, when, when these lepers, when they came to Jesus, it wasn't just their physical ailments. You realize that? It wasn't just the fact that their skin was rotting off their bones. It wasn't just the fact that they were dying. It wasn't just that. It was so much more than that. When you had leprosy, they, they, they kicked you out of the camp. They kicked you out of the village. You couldn't come near anybody. You couldn't touch people. People couldn't hug you. People couldn't show that they loved you. You were just an outcast. You were different. And, and there was no hope for you. So you were just thrown out of the camp. Because they didn't want to contaminate everybody else. And a lot of times these people thought that the reason that they had leprosy was because of something they'd done. Because they had sinned against God in some way and because of that God had stricken them with leprosy. So they felt ashamed. They weren't allowed to go to temple. They weren't allowed to go into the synagogues and, and hear the truth of God. I mean, today it would be the equivalent of being kicked out of the church. Kicked out of your family, kicked out of the church. You're dying, you have no hope. There's this guy named Jesus. Then there's Jesus. And these guys, they, there's ten of them in this particular passage, and they, they cry out to him. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And the God of the universe stops in his tracks to listen to the pain of his children. And we feel like we're all alone. You realize he... He put the stars in the sky and created every grain of sand on the beach. He knows the number of hairs on your head and he knows every single tear that has been shed by you. He knows why you hurt and how you hurt, how deeply you hurt. He knows all of that. And he stops in his tracks. Every single time you hurt, and every single time you have pain, and we feel all alone. And what you need more than anything else is you need Jesus. You need Jesus. I want you to understand something. There's a difference between physical healing and real healing. Do you understand that? That there's a real difference between just your body being healed and you receiving healing. I want you to understand that for all ten of these men, the physical healing was temporary. 
You say, temporary? How could it be temporary? Yes, temporary. Because all ten of those men died eventually. Right? All ten of them died at some point in the future. So that physical healing that they were in such desperate need of was only temporary. But there was one that came back to acknowledge who was God. It says, up on the screen here, it says, Jesus healed ten with leprosy. Only one was restored. Do you know what you need more than healing? You need restoration. And restoration can only come through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the only one that can heal your soul forever and give you hope that is beyond temporary. He's the only one that can give you hope beyond the the, the temporary things in this life that you suffer from, that you struggle with, where your heart aches and all that kind of stuff. He's the only one that can give you a permanent kind of peace and hope that exists for all of eternity. And it says that ten of them received healing, physical healing. And one of them came back. I think there are a lot of pretenders in the world. I think there are a lot of people that that want to pray and ask God to, to heal this, fix that. Give me this. Mend this relationship, yada, 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 whatever. But there's about 10% of the world that truly just wants Jesus. There's about 10% of the people that call themselves Christians, Christ followers, that, don't, that aren't interested in what they can get from Jesus. They just want to be with Jesus. That's the reality. It's about 10%. People that call themselves Christ followers, there's about 10% of them that just want to follow Christ. And this man, he came back and See what he shouted? He shouted, praise God. Praise God. It was the two words that were at the center of what I said at my daughter's funeral. Praise God. People said, what is it that crosses your mind as you stand up here to talk about your daughter's death? I said two words, praise God. Because I know, I, I know that I was hurting and I know that I was in a desperate place in my life where I had struggled with suicidal thoughts and any number of things that were just against God and selfish thoughts and all those kinds of things. But I know that all of those things were just temporary. I knew all the heartache that I felt and all the, the desperate crushing weight of this world that I felt was all temporary because I had a hope that was beyond just this world and it was a hope in Jesus Christ and I just wanted to be close to Jesus and say praise God because I knew that was the only way so I just got close to Jesus people say how do you feel I said praise God think that this is probably two things. It's probably a true story 
about something that happened when these men encountered Jesus, but I also think that it's a parable too. Jesus is trying to teach us something. This particular man was a Samaritan. He was an outcast. More than likely, he may not have even known that there was a Messiah that was to come. He may not have known that, that, that the Jews are going to have a, a Messiah one day. But he knew God when he saw him. He knew how his heart had been transformed. He, he knew that this Jesus was real. And he believed. And Jesus looked at him and says, Stand up and go. Stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. I was talking to uh, the only other guy in the room that spoke English. I, his name was Otis, and uh, he was one of the leaders of Samaritan's Purse. Uh, not Samaritan's Purse, Mission of Hope. And, and he was there, and he was the one that brought Reggie in to speak to these pastors. And I was talking to, to Otis, and he said, I've never seen this happen. He said, normally it's very studious in this environment. They're teaching these pastors. They're showing them how they're supposed to lead. And Reggie just kind of breaks out into this idea of these pastors needing to be healed. And we're sitting there in this room full of 500 pastors. And Reggie says, is there anybody here? That feels like they're broken or they're hurting or they feel the crushing weight of everything around them and you just need me to pray for you. And every pastor, every leader in this room raised their hand. At least they were real enough with God to say that I need Jesus because I am hurting so bad I don't know what to do. And I sat there and I, with my hand raised, I watched them all raise their hands. And then they just played some music. And Reggie went around and he just touched people and prayed for people. And they just pastors, all these pastors, they were screaming out to God. They weren't lifting their hands and singing praise to him. They were so desperate for Jesus. They were literally screaming out, Jesus, I need you. Tears were just flowing in that place. And they were just crying out, Jesus, I need you. I just need you. It wasn't a big pomp and circumstance. It was just these men and women crying out to God because they felt the weight of the world on them and their hearts are crushed. And all they knew is that they could only go to one place for the answer and that was to Jesus. I wonder if today if we just need to do that. We don't need, just, we don't need a lot of preaching and we just need to hear from the word of God and then we just need to cry out to Jesus. 
and stop faking it and acting like we're not hurting. I'm going to read one, extra, one more passage and then we're going to, we're just going to sing. And we're going to call out to God. I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. Ask God to help them intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that they can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. This is good and pleases God our Savior who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. There is only one God and one mediator who can reconcile God and humanity the man Christ Jesus. He gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. This is the message God gave to the world at just the right time. And I have been chosen as a preacher and apostle to the, teach the Gentiles this message about faith and truth. I am not exaggerating, just telling the truth. In every place of worship, I want men to pray with holy hands lifted to God free from anger and controversy. Father, Lord, you have spoken to us. And God, there are many people in this room that are hurting. God, some are struggling with physical disease and some are struggling with finances and any number of things in this world that can crush us, God. But I would venture to say that everybody in this room is suffering from heartache And maybe we've tried everywhere in the world to find peace in something that will put our minds and our hearts at ease, but we cannot find it. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, that we would not pretend, that we would not put on a mask and act like we're not hurting, but instead we would just cry out to Jesus. That we would find Jesus as the source and strength of everything that we need. So many times, Lord, when we go to so many other empty wells. We go looking and we go and trying to find something. Maybe something that we can manufacture. God, to be able to bring peace to our lives. But it won't work. It won't work. I pray that today we would simply pray, praise God. We would cry out to you and say, praise God. Praise God for sending us a healer. One that is not temporary. One that not only heals every disease, God, but one that heals our hearts. God, our hearts need healing, and that's just the truth. May we be real with you right now as we cry out to you. God, we just need you. We just need you. The people in Haiti need you. These pastors need you. God, today they're they're dealing with struggles I can't even imagine. They're still crying out, praise God. Praise God because you're a good father and you know our every need. So Lord, speak to us now as we give thanks to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Everyone stand.